Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to this week's Grow Guides from High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PlacesGrowing.com. In this week's Grow Guides, we're talking about pros and cons of growing your own cannabis. And though there are many pros, there are some cons as well. And, you know, you just take these into consideration before you start to grow your own. As you'll hear throughout this episode, overall, there's way more pros than there are cons. And we do recommend anybody who wants to grow their own cannabis to grow their own cannabis. And if you need any help doing that, then you can head over to percysgrowroom.com sign up to the forum it's all free there's loads of cool people over there who are more than happy to help new growers and experienced growers grow their own cannabis so if you want to start growing your own head over to percysgrowroom.com and sign up and if you are growing your own then head over to percysgrowroom and sign up yeah, everybody is welcome there uh, we'd love to have you over there as part of the community so if you're not there already then head over to percysgrowroom.com and sign up it's all free and we guarantee you'll love the place but anyway for now, here is the Grow Guides, all about pros and cons. We are joined by the High Ladies. The High Ladies are there to go through this episode with us as well. And we have some awesome listener mail questions at the end. So I'll leave you to the episode and I'll catch you at the end of this. We'll see you in a bit. What are we talking about again? I hit that mighty pretty hard, man. That was delicious. Indoor, indoor, indoor versus indoor? No, we, uh, today we're going to be talking about um, the yeah. pros and cons of growing cannabis. Because oh. we like to sit here and preach to the choir sometimes and pretend that it's all fun and games. And it is most of the time, but there are, you know, bad sides to it as well. So, yep. I mean, judging from our own personal experiences, what kind of advice would offer to new growers? You know, what are the good bits about growing cannabis and what are the bad bits about growing cannabis? As simple as that, really. I mean, to start off, one of the biggest things that the biggest benefit of growing your own cannabis is having high quality cannabis. It was just like simple as that, right? Everybody agrees with that. Definitely, you know. There's nothing quite as good as your own homegrown. Something about it because you're doing it the way you want it. That's right. I man. think it's yeah, being proud, the pride of growing. So you know that you took this seed and it was so delicate and it needed you so much. And then if you can manage to, to get a beautiful plant out of it, that's all you. And every time you smoke it, you're like, I, I know what's in this. I know it was growing with love. Mm -hmm. I took a seed and made beauty. See, and, and that's another benefit there as well, which here, you know, it, you know, it's made with love, you know, what's gone into it, you know, if it's been sprayed with pesticides, if it's been used with dodgy food, if it's been, a, if it's had mold, all these different salt, things. I know if it's organic, I know mm -hmm. all about it, mm -hmm. everything. You've taken that shit from seed up until a harvest and you know exactly what's happened to it throughout its whole life cycle. And that's not something that you have when you go and buy cannabis from either the legacy market or the legitimate market or, or whatever, you know, wherever you get it from. If you haven't grown it from start to finish, you don't know what kind of life the cannabis has lived to get to you. So growing your own is, is just one way to make sure that you know the exact history of your plant. Definitely, we'll know that. Mm -hmm. And what, another one, which is a big one, to anybody growing in illegal places, 
you know, that whole 15 minutes around the corner thing that we mentioned in the news. Oh, the dark uh, alley. Yeah. That, that, that doesn't happen anymore. And that's it. The dark alley monkey. Many okay, people wait for me behind the shop at behind by the dumpster in the back, you know, mm-hmm. where everybody else hangs out that are kind of a little bit shady yeah. and, and squirrely. It's like, yeah. You know, you're going to buy an ounce of cannabis, for example, and that's about 200 pound here in the UK, real money, sterling pounds, you know, and you're going to go meet some guy around the back of somewhere dodgy, some shady place and hand him 200 pound in cash. And he's going to give you cannabis. And if he robs you or fucks you over, gives you fucking tea leaves instead, you can't call the police. You know what, Mackie, as a, <laughs> as women, that's <laughs> so important. Like, oh, for there, sure. There's like an added element to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Because you don't exactly want to involve a whole lot of other people in your, like the buying of your illicit product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But at the same time, you're like, I kind of have to go with a couple people. I did, I did some crazy shady deals. Oh yeah, before it was legal. Before like, it was legal. I'll, I'll meet some weird dude in his basement apartment. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The basement apartment dudes—they were always the like, you know, and they would lock the door behind you. Mm-hmm. Oh geez, yeah. Maybe uh, we'll this place kind of. Yeah, like, yeah. No, it's something that we don't even need to worry about as blokes. You know, it's yeah. like yeah, he locked the door, so what? You know, it's all good. But as a woman, that must be fucking terrifying. Scary, yeah, man. Scary. Scary. Me. especially like i'm tiny i am like literally 110 pounds i'm the size of my 10 year old son my 11 year old son i mean mm. um so someone it, would just have to sit on in you just have to blow hard people shouldn't be having to put themselves in these situations man it's ridiculous that people have to yeah 100 percent sorry growing your own keeps you a little safer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right and, and there's there's that um, uh, like a, a downside a little bit, though, is that like it it uh, it can be discouraging if your first grow doesn't, you know, like if you don't produce top notch quality yeah. cannabis the first mm-hmm. time around, like you you can get discouraged pretty quickly, mm-hmm. especially when you see like all oh, I could, I follow Cheech and Chong. Why isn't my cannabis plant 15 feet across and high? Yeah, like you're not uh-huh. going to get the first grow. You've got to be patient. You're going to get all the problems before you figure out how to deal with them. Yeah. 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 It, it takes some uh, persistence, but mm-hmm. you can get all the help you need over on Percy'sGrowing.com. If anybody has any trouble drawing their first grow, don't be ashamed, man. Come over to Percy's and we can help We've you. We've all out. been there. That's just it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So asking questions about how to grow cannabis is what we, we that's, that's what we do. I've got another mm-hmm. good one. Knowing what fucking strain you're smoking, yeah, <laughs> you know, well, yeah, from legacy sort of, because sure. you, you can mix it up sometimes and put the wrong label in the wrong pot, get things mixed up, but you know, sometimes just about what it is. You know, <laughs> I've done that, yeah, yeah, and I've done that a few times, but most but of the time, you know, it's what you're like smoking. you're saying, oh, yeah, by the, by the time it's over, by the time it's trimmed and going in the jars, you know, your mistake because you you recognize mm-hmm. the smell, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and if you love something like the way I love my my lemon haze mm-hmm. i've been growing the same strain of plant now for four or five years mm-hmm. uh, along with other things but i always grow my lemon haze and i know her so well i know the strain so well that after growing her for many years i know what she wants and what she needs and what yeah. i can expect from her mm-hmm. yeah that's the kind of thing like when the seed pops you can pretty much mark an x on the calendar of when she's going to be ready you've grown it that mm-hmm. many times mm-hmm. and what were we saying in the chat there has anybody got any uh pros other than the ones we've mentioned so far? 
cost is a big one. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. of course. Damn. You know, growing weed, I don't know. You'd have to kind of, it's going to depend where you are in the world and your cost of power and, and water and things like that. But I'd say easily that your cost is going to be maybe about one eighth or, you know, as, as much as one twentieth mm -hmm. at some places, mm -hmm. uh, depending on the scale and your, and your quality of your grow and, and how much you're spending on, on stuff that can do it, things like that. But your cost is going to be minuscule compared to having the body on either a legal market or a legacy market. Mm -hmm. And um, one brought up here from Ballista, which is a good one, is the abundance, because there's that too. You yes. have fucking plenty just, of weed. Yeah, I, I mean, almost to the point to where you have to figure out ways to use it or give it away. <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah, give it away. Yeah, giving it away, right? Like, become. We always talk about being a pot fairy. Yeah. Right. So, like, when you have the chance to share your your grow, your, your bounty, your, your bounty, your, your bounty, know, the bounty your comes harvest. back to you. The more you pot fairy, <laughs> and then you've got a beautiful selection of all sorts of legacy home growers here in Canada because we can all grow everybody even non-smokers grow just because they can and so you can you know if you have a nice yield you can be like hey i'll give you an ounce of this and i'll give you an ounce of that and it always comes back nice i went to the cabin and i came home three weeks later with more pot than i'd left with <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't harvest anything did you no i didn't harvest anything i just had visitors like here's a bag of this and what the, what I and when it's somebody's birthday as well, say it's your friend's birthday, you know, you can just give them half an ounce of weed. In the UK, half an ounce of weed is a hundred pound. Mm -hmm. You can just be like, here's 14 grams of weed, man. Enjoy your night. Mm -hmm. You know, like, damn, you're so generous. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's just, uh, it's, it's nothing really. You know, it's just half of a branch of a plant. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> Well, new growers may not believe that, though, because, yeah, it does, you know, like it was mentioned, there's a learning curve to growing and things like that. Mm -hmm. After you take the time and learn it, absolutely, there'll be, you'll have more than you need, you know. The old uh, never run out of weed thing, mm -hmm. yep, it'll do you, it. You get to pick what strain you want, you know, you go to any seed bank, find what strain you want, grow it, you know how it's been grown, what food has been used, if it's had any problems with bugs, mold or mildew, any problems like that, then you, you know for sure, you know, if it's hermit or not, you just know fucking around. You know what you're getting. You know it's going to be high quality shit and it is very low priced compared to legacy market or even going to the dispensary. It's an absolute joke, the difference in price. Even oh, yeah. if you balls it up, it's still cheaper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, that that's some of the definite good reasons for you to grow your own. I mean, the quality and the price is just two major selling points right there. Most home growers, after they get into it at least, will also tell you there's, a, there's an unseen benefit that you really don't realize when you first start growing. And there is a mental health benefit to nurturing this plant mm -hmm. and growing your own medicine. Most home growers will tell you, uh, if I didn't have something growing right now, I think I'd go crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. I know the feeling, bro. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. So yeah, there, there's, there's medicine in, in the growing of the medicine. Mm -hmm. yeah. 100%. It's a great hobby, man. It's a great hobby. There have been studies that like having plants around you and nurturing plants in general is very good for mental health. Yep. Mm -hmm. And just having a project to work on every day. Something that needs you. Oh, yeah. it does. Something that needs you that doesn't just want to talk back at you all the time. It's <laughs> almost like a pet that you know you're going to kill. <laughs> 
It's like you got you got another week to live, and I'm taking you down. You're coming down. Oh, you're looking so good. You know they're gonna die anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a natural life cycle, but I, mean, I, I won't go so far as to name them anymore, though. I don't do that. I do. I I do. <laughs> I still cry a little inside when I go cut it down. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you look mm -hmm. so good. You know what I mean? It's like, this isn't going to hurt a bit, sweetheart. <laughs> I've, st I've still got some in my jar cure in here. Do I really have to kill it today? Do I <laughs> kind of just I keep it another yet. few days? Just one more day. <laughs> no, I do feel that way about my micros because those are pets. I mean, it, mm -hmm. like, they actually do feel like small pets to me. You know, you know mm -hmm. when, when you're out of weed and that plant's ready to chop, yeah, it's down. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> well, over. See ya. So cons then, man. The bad shit, and there is plenty of bad shit as well. You know, like uh, somebody mentioned trimming. You know, I'm sure many people who listen to the show know about trimming. Is not my favorite activity, but you know, it has to be done, man. You have to do trimming, and it's laborious. It takes a long time, and you just it stink. You can't leave the house while you're doing it for the whole period you're doing it. Yeah, you're sticky and dirty and mm -hmm. I always uh, like starting the trim because I don't know, it's something about it's exciting. It's a harvest. Halfway through it's when I, you know, yeah, I usually had enough of it. Mm -hmm. And then you get to that last last cola you go on on it. That's that's the best best bud to trim, the last one. Two big <laughs> cons here from Ballista, police and thieves. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a certain amount of paranoia that goes with growing your own. But mm -hmm. I have to say, you know, following the three rules, I actually feel less paranoia growing my own than I used to go out trying to buy my own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's it's still safer. You know, if you can yeah. follow those three rules and not tell anybody about it and nobody's going to find out about it, you don't have to worry about thieves. But this is something you have to worry about when you go out to the legacy market anyway. You know, you're going to get ripped off this time. Hmm. Well, thieves, yeah. you, you may have issues with thieves if you're outdoor growing. I mean, we, we you know, the ripper season comes around, mm -hmm. things happen, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is coming yeah, we, soon. Yeah, we see that here in Canada because so many people grow outdoors mm. during the summer, right? Okay. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But for the like, those incidences really are far and few between, mm -hmm. right? Like, there's not, there's not, somebody has to know. Yes, and somebody, and I always say, like, if you're going to steal my cannabis, that is such bad karma. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> it will come down on you tenfold, and you're mm -hmm. going to steal yeah. ready, so you're not even going to get good stuff. Like, That's right. It's, it's so ignorant. Yep. Oh, honestly, just come and knock on my door. Yeah. And be like, hey, I noticed that you're growing pot in your backyard. When you harvest it, could I just swing back and grab some from you? And like, if you fucking pick up a pair of scissors. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Them untrimmed, man. Let them do their own work. Well, you know what? I did that two years ago. I had a huge harvest, and there was a mom in the neighborhood who I knew I was having a hard time. She liked cannabis. I said, Come over, trim with me for a few hours, and I'll give you an ounce of weed. And she yeah. was like, Really? I don't know anything about trimming. I'm like, Do you know how a to hold ounce? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how to hold a pair of scissors? All right, come on over at 10 o'clock when the kids are gone. And yeah. You'll be I'll learning a skill and getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. A quick pro there from Shonoff. He said, uh, making edibles, oils, hash, and rosin, you know, for sure, having enough excess cannabis to be able to make edibles and oils and shit. That's a beautiful thing. You won't be yeah. spending money on that amount of cannabis to turn into oil, but when you've got spare shit, might as well. 
If I had to go in and spend $200 an ounce at a dispensary to make my oils for edibles, there's no way in the world I would ever do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Growing your own is the only way you're ever going to have a spare ounce. <laughs> and if you do it right, after you get used to it, you'll put, a, you'll put an S on the, on the end ounce. You'll have spare ounces. Mm -hmm. yep. mm -hmm. And then you'll be gifting ounces. Yep. You know, I'm waiting for that day when we become legal and I can do that because I'm really, I would love to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it's coming. It's yeah, coming. It's actually written into our Cannabis Act here in Canada, how much you can gift at one time. Yeah, it's really did. Did participate. stupidness, man. Stupidness. <laughs> yeah, they did like a, I don't know, like a, they thought house. of it. They thought of it. Yeah, I, I can give an, they, you can't tell me how much I can have in my own house. Mm -hmm. It's just how much I'm allowed to carry outside of my house. Mm -hmm. So I can have a hundred thousand pounds in the house. Yeah. It's crazy, man. So you can carry like four beers, idea. but you can't carry eight. You can give right. your friends two <laughs> bottles of vodka, but you can't give them three. Yes. Fuck off. <laughs> no, you can give them three, but you can only give them two now and one later. Ah, exactly. Ah. That's you know, crazy. <laughs> yeah. like, if I make so, 100 cookies, because when I do my cookies, I do 96 at a time. How many cookies? Like, how do you start? Well, like, this is you a, get well, say, you, you know, you can only give your friend an ounce of cannabis before you're breaking the law. Then, okay, I give them an ounce. What's the time limit in between? There is no time limit. Yeah. They can walk Think home. about this. Yeah, go mm. walk across the street, give them an ounce, walk back home, grab another ounce, walk over that's and give it, it to them then. And, you're and done. that's what we do. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what we do. <laughs> what and you get your daily so steps in at the same time. Obscene. <laughs> it's so stupid. Mm -hmm. it's nonsense is what mm -hmm. it is it's like the people making these laws have no fucking idea what's going on <laughs> huh. well, mm. that, that is a that's a standard um necessary <laughs> thing when you join canadian decision makers oh, mm -hmm. yeah. you have to know nothing about the industry you're entering into. and you have yep. to shove your head up your ass as far as it'll go <laughs> here in the uk you have to fuck a pig uh, inappropriate much <laughs> really but it's true story it's true story live a lion <laughs> if you want to be a politician in the uk there's certain things you have to do uh, okay i'll take your word on that and i won't be in politics over there in i've tried i've tried I've, I've ran for office you know <laughs> i ain't doing that <laughs> you've all seen the gimp mask Came, came to the pig portion and Mackie backed out. He's like, not even a gimp mask is going to save you. Know, yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't do it because the, the gimp mask wouldn't fit the pig. Yeah. What other cons do you have here? You know, let's concentrate, everybody. Be professional. All right. Be professional. Cons. Let's concentrate. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Startup cost is a con. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know, yeah. If, if you're doing home grow, uh, and if you're growing indoors, especially, there is a significant startup cost. However, I'm a significant believer that if you're if you're wise with your spending and you do something like maybe find a place like Percy's that's going to help you through on your first run, that you can recoup almost all, if not all or more of your than your startup cost on your first grow with mm -hmm. your cannabis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but still, it's going to take, you know, a few hundred dollars to get yourself a reasonable startup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, if and it's summertime comes, you can plant outside. Sorry, Annie. 
No, no, I was just going to say, you know, and sometimes you can rely on like friends, right? Mm -hmm. Like I've had mm -hmm. multiple offers of friends who've been like, oh, you should try home, like growing indoors. Uh, you'll like it a lot more. I'll lend you my old grow tent. Mm -hmm. That's perfect. If you want to try it. And you're like, oh, well. Or start small. Right. And you just, but, you know, like when you have friends, when you, when you have a community, right? And this goes for anything in life. Like when you have a community, it changes the game. Mm-hmm. So, you're not yeah. on your own and and like, the majority right. of experienced growers have equipment that they don't use anymore you know uh -huh. and shelf full of lights man mm -hmm. just, fucking just, cupboard full of it yeah, yeah. you really need to start out with like a mm -hmm. full-on you know a tent and everything when i did my first indoor grow a friend who is a, a legacy grower showed me how to insulate insulate my cold cellar put a fan in put in oh. the whole you know yeah charcoal system and i just turned a space within my home instead of buying a whole tent yeah you mm -hmm. just bought some insulation and bada bing bada boom yeah. well and then i think uh, the ladies go ahead, brought up a good point though as far as a, a pro you know there is a community out there a cannabis community and when you become a home grower getting into the cannabis community space is very easy to do all you have to do is want to be there Mm -hmm. And you yep. will get support and you will easily become part of the cannabis community very fast. Mm -hmm. And it's a good community there. too, because we've all been shunned for so fucking long, you know, when people get together and, you, and you're able to talk about these things. You're not allowed to speak with anybody else about but having a community yeah. around. And that's a good thing, man. It's being part of something like that. Yeah. yeah. We've um, definitely found that with high ladies within our like community here people have come up to us and been like oh i heard your show i grow and you're like wow i never would have thought and i mm -hmm. didn't know we had anything in common will you be my best friend yeah <laughs> <laughs> will you be my bff <laughs> you want to come over and see my see what i'm doing you know awesome. we'd love to be like yeah come come see what i'm up to and help me figure out what's going on with this plant mm -hmm. yeah yeah Definitely you know what actually, a pro I, I live with a lot of like anxiety and stuff and being able to grow my own plants has sort of opened me up a little bit. Uh, like one of my things is that I really don't like people in my house. Yeah. Like I really don't like people in my house. Mm -hmm. um, but growing in the legal, like in a legal space has allowed me to be like, oh yeah, come over and see my plants. Yeah. Oh, who cares about my house? Just come see the plant. <laughs> yeah. and, like, and that's all anybody cares about in that space. right? Well, it's the opposite here in the UK. It's, people get anxiety when they're growing. You know, I'm not growing right now. So, and there's a lot less anxiety because of it. You know, I don't have to, anytime I hear a helicopter fly over the house, it doesn't really bother me too much. You know, you hear a knock at the door, you're not too bothered. I can have visitors again without being concerned about the smell and, it just it, it makes a difference man when it's legal yeah. and when it's illegal you know growing illegally is it's stress inducing brings a lot of anxiety it's a lot of pressure Ooh. there's certain sacrifices you have to make so you can't go on holiday and be mm -hmm. like get get a friend round just what these couple of times a week for me will you? <laughs> you know there's lots of things even you have to worse sacrifice. in cocoa <laughs> Mm -hmm, you know, could you, you come around, around three, three times, times a day? <laughs> <laughs> Bounce the water for me before you, you do it. You know, get, get these nutrients, put 1.5 milliliter per liter into this bucket, <laughs> stir it up real good, <laughs> and then pH it to 5.8. You know, mm -hmm. don't forget to collect the runoff afterwards. <laughs> Make sure that humidity stays where we want it. Oh, goodness, <laughs> it will only take a few minutes. 
And this is a, a good con about Billy brought up as well. Billy Barnes in the chat that said, uh, carrying the water, uh, getting the water, especially growing indoors, getting the water to your plants and watering them. That can be a bit of a challenge, especially if you have a disability, you know, you have bad back, bad knees, things like that. We can't carry heavy weights, then getting water from the, the bathroom, for example, or the kitchen into your grow room can be a bit of a challenge. Yeah. yeah, you know, hadn't even thought of that one before. That's so mm. true. It doesn't grow itself, you know. So I know That's we right. go on about it's really easy sometimes, and it is really easy. If you've got some autos with some living soil, big pots, you're only going to have to water it for 12 weeks, not even add any food, and you should be able to get to the end of the grow, which is reasonably easy, but you still have to water it. Yeah, yeah. and autos shock so quickly, so easily. Like mm. you, there's other downfalls to that. Uh, mm. Here in Ontario last year, uh, for outdoor growers across the board, there was the issue of weather. If you go outdoors, you have no control over the weather. And we had the most humid, wet uh, leading up to harvest that everybody had mold. Everybody oh, had harvest. It was like, I thought it was me and everybody was just, everybody had it. Yep. Mm. Yeah, same thing here. The yeah, last season here was just stuff. shocking. Yeah. What other cons do we have? What's the cons of growing? What's the bad things about growing? The electricity costs, bro. Yeah, we're going to put costs down there. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's a pro and a con because, you know, what you're going to get, even mm -hmm. if the electricity mm -hmm. costs are high and your nutrients and soils are, are cost you money, you I still say you're going to get more than your money's back in For Canada. Sure. For sure. I've got yeah, one. It I'll is a cost. It's that initial startup cost, right? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you have to go and buy three or four hundred dollars worth of stuff. But the LED lights isn't that less electricity? Says the electrician's wife. Yeah, yeah. About uh, yeah, about a third or a half. Yeah, up you know, to fifty percent. Yeah. Yeah, up fifty percent or more. I think probably than HIV. Unless you, unless you're a menace like me and throw in fucking big big LED lamps in there, just cause. But uh, I've got one which is quite often overlooked: the noise. Well, I guess all these fans there. make noise, man. Let's just go with environmental in general there, because you mm -hmm. have noise and you're also going to have odor. Yeah. You know? yeah. Mm -hmm. You can also have an, the environmental impact, because un unfortunately, not every grower disposes of their stuff responsibly. Oh, good one. Yes. Mm -hmm. Chemicals. Mm -hmm. Right. So if, you're, if you are growing with fertilizers, with chemicals, and you're draining that into your regular, you know, into your kitchen sink, down the toilet. Yeah. Going down a water toilet, table. right? Or if you're dumping it um, out in your yard and it's going into the, like basically back out to the river. Yeah, it gets oh, into right? the river and then yeah. it feeds all the algae. The algae grows thick. The plants underneath Mine die. To Mine goes to outdoor complainer, container plants. They love it, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but not responsible or even thinks about something like that. Yeah. Well, to me, to me, it was like cost effective though. I get extra use out of out of my waste chemicals that way. Yeah, but not yeah. everybody's as smart as you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about being smart. My missus would uh, argue with you there, but <laughs> not everybody's as cheap as you. <laughs> that she would say. <laughs> There's so many cons, really, but there is way more pros, man. Yeah. Even when growing it illegally, this if you enjoy cannabis. This is the best way for you to get it. Yeah. Simple as that. Safer biggest, to get, safer to use, much cheaper. Yeah. And it biggest changes pro. your experience with it. Yeah. Right? Like your experience and, and, and appreciation for cannabis mm -hmm. changes once you start mm -hmm. growing. Even mm -hmm. if you grow and never you grow one season, you never grow again. You're like, shit, I understand what it took 
for me yeah. to grow that one little plant. Mm -hmm. But you know, the pros that we've mentioned are across the board consistent. The, the cons are things that can be fixed. So like there's that one time cost of getting set up or maybe one year you get mold. So you learn how to deal with that mm -hmm. or you get you learn how to deal with that. That is a con, but it's a con that can be overcome. Yeah, well, that's kind of what learning is, right? Like learning is knowing nothing and then screwing something up and then doing it again, but like fixing one piece of it. Mm -hmm. And like, that's how you learn. Then eventually you're just like, oh, I do things correctly now. Can you tell about my children? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work the first time, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't take a, don't take a nine-year-old mentality. <laughs> so I mean, the, the, the biggest plus on, on it all, though, to me, I, I, if I had to choose just the one, it was going to actually be the quality of your home grow. I mean, there's just nothing like your own home mm -hmm. grow. I know we've, we've said this before and we keep saying it over and over, but if you've never grown your own, you don't know what real good homegrown fresh cannabis is like. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing thing. Nothing like it, man. It's nothing like no. your own, own homegrown. No, the terpene levels in your home grow are going to exceed anything you'll find in a dispensary. The flavors are there, everything. So, speaking of terpenes, I'm firing up this mighty. Uh oh, lemon trees on the way. No, it's that CBD cream and cheese, man. It's, it's uh, got like a, it's because it's been curing for a while. It's got a kind of a bubblegum kind of taste to it now. It's so fucking nice, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. See, that's what we're talking about with your homegrown cannabis. You get all this subtle flavors that come I mean, out and curing. This is something that doesn't really happen with weeds or bite elsewhere. Nobody cures yeah, it. Point. That's true. It's um, it, it's very quick to to cure, right? Chopped, and they're kind dried of as quickly as possible and sent out to the buyer. Simple as That's that. Right. In, in hopes that the curing mm -hmm. is happening somehow, magically happening in that packaging. Which mm. it, I don't. Think <laughs> it doesn't. That's not a thing. How about a con burping? Like once yeah. you start up and you got weeks of like burp. I, I had two babies. I'm done fucking burping. Like, I'm gonna burp my <laughs> no, it's a good well, one. I mean, there's ways to get around the burping problems, but yeah, I know what you mean. There is effort, there's a lot of effort that has to go in that. There's a good con as well, is the um shrinkage. I'm not talking about cold day shrinkage. Yeah, I know exactly what you're you talking about. <laughs> <laughs> this monster juicy colas that are the size of soft drink cans, and then you get them, you know, two weeks later, they're they're I can't believe it. There's gotta be a hundred ounces there. <laughs> I promise you, it's it's eight inches. Yeah, I promise you. <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah, man. Yeah. Shrinkage is a bad one, mold's a bad one. Finding <laughs> seeds in your bud is a bad one. Mm -hmm. It doesn't bother me too much if there's only a few seeds because I kind of mm -hmm. look at that as, hey, bonus, I grow again. Yeah, yeah. if it's just a, yeah, one or two here or there. You know, it's it's, it's all like, it's all yeah, attitudes, everything. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Yeah, that's shit. very true. Your perspective, and I, but that's like with a lot of things in life, right? Like the attitude you come into it with is what you get out. So that's yeah. just how I've been growing the same lemon haze for years is I always get a handful of seeds and they get set aside and I grow them and kill the, kill the boys and we're good mm -hmm. to go. So a few seeds, not so bad. Yeah. No. Perspective. Yeah, man. So uh, I think we can all agree that the pros far outweigh the cons. And I think you, if you're not already growing, then you need to be. And there's yeah. plenty of help out there available to you, you know, over on percysgrowing.com specifically. Head yeah, over there, we can help you. 
if you're con and you don't know how to, <laughs> we can fix that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You two guys are really good to have in, in, you know, everybody's corner and to be able to reach out. That's the other thing as a pro you're in this community. There's always going to be somebody who's like, yes, I will help you. No charge. Just pride of the plan. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that's yeah. part of the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have a whole community of people over at Percy's that will, if you ask questions, they will try to help you and, and get you through harvest just because we love the plant that much. Yeah. Yeah, because we don't want to see you raise sick cannabis plants. We love them all. Please. No, we, want you to, we want you to raise some sick cannabis. Man. That's right. <laughs> That's all I can think of is banana hammock. Oh, my gosh. We're back yes, there again. Yes. Yeah, yes, I had to sneak off as well. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hi, ladies. Hi, ladies. Hammocks. <laughs> banana hammocks. Oh, my God. <laughs> I could see somebody getting arrested wearing that one. And that's yeah. when we like add the visual element. You guys would have to reveal yourself at that point. <laughs> <laughs> the camera, camera from the waist down only. Yeah. There'll be like all the chicks on the Instagram smoking bongs in their panties. We don't do that. Mm -hmm. No, we smoke, we smoke bongs in our And you still got to 9K followers. How about that? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Really proud. Yeah. Nice. Just, just imagine if they did smoke weed in their panties, they'd be up like like nine. I did zero to that shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. Sorry, girls. Sorry about that. Leave that to your imagination. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, no, I like that actually. <laughs> Bazinga! Yeah. So, you can ruminate on that. Uh, what was it, Fat Larry, who who likes us being on the show? No, like Fat that? Stan. Yeah. Fat Stan. Yeah, I think he was anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, lots of pros and cons, everybody. And if you can think of any more pros and cons that you think we didn't cover, then it's, jump over on Percy's Growing and let us know. What's what's your favorite thing about growing growing cannabis, man? Put it in the comments underneath this video. And what's your favorite thing? And what's your least favorite thing? That'll be interesting to know. Mm -hmm. But we should have, uh, move on to some of these listener questions because we have quite a few this week, and I'd like to cover as many of them as possible, except the one from Billy. But we'll still cover it, Billy, because it's you, bro. Uh, let's go on to the first one's from Filmy Bowls. If you're outside smoking your favorite cannabis while attending your beautiful plants, and mosquitoes are having you for dinner, would they get high on your blood? And do you think they would hang around and look forward to having your THC blood for their next picnic? Hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. I would think uh, maybe it's like an edible to them. Do you think? You I don't know. It sounds food? like it sounds like a cartoon. I've seen something or that. You know, somebody like a mosquito uh, biting a drunk and getting getting tipsy or something like that. Mm. You know, it's like, I don't are think we, it works that way. Know, but. At this point, are we essentially decarboxylating cannabis for mosquitoes? Well, let's do, let's do the science here, okay? So <laughs> let's say you had 1% THC in your blood. I know that's an extremely high number, but, but it works for me. And a mosquito is going to take a tiny drop of that and it's going to put that in their body. So 1% is going to go in their body. It's going to be diluted probably a thousand times or a hundred times. So my answer is going to be no, because they didn't have enough blood. They didn't, they didn't intake enough blood. What's your opinion, hi ladies? And they're like, what the uh, fuck kind of question is this? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm not answering that one. 
<laughs> I, I, I don't think I even have an answer for it. Um, I'm, I'm just gonna go with a generic no. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the, no. No, yeah, we're just gonna go with a no. I can't even entertain it. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Blazing Stars just said in the chat, mosquitoes don't have an endocannabinoid system. Only mammals do. Very good point. Very good point. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I hope that answers your question for me, Bubbles. Thank, thank you for uh, the, the question there. We have one from Billy. This one shouldn't take long. If you steal Viagra, would that make you a hardened criminal? Only if you use the Viagra after you steal it. I would agree with that, yeah. Okay. I mean, if you're running off after you've stolen it, put it in your mouth with handfuls of Viagra, yeah. then definitely you'll be a hardened criminal, bro. <laughs> And what Your do you ladies think? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you'd still be hardened. You'd still be hardened. What a way to go. <laughs> you know, imagine being carried away on that stretcher. <laughs> it looks like a tent. tent poles. You know? like tent poles. <laughs> An eight inches high tent pole for you, monkey, right? <laughs> <laughs> I promise it's eight inches, yes. <laughs> we got science in chat. Yeah, we had actual science there for a second. Did you see it? So, yeah, thank you, Billy. I hope that one answers your question too, bro. Stonewolf. We've got a couple from Stonewolf here. Um, what practices do the panel members perform towards late flower slash harvest? Any tricks or tips for finishing off your flowers for the best flavor and terpene production? Maybe some light humidity temp changes. Do you assist with defoliation as senescence sets in? Certain feeds, if you're not flushing. Uh, the grow guides have been most helpful, but I'm curious as to what members do to finish off their harvest, anything that would help amateur or advanced members alike. Cool. So just keep happy plants, man. If you keep them plants happy, they will produce the best cannabis you, you can think of. The, the, I don't, I'm not too much of a believer in all of this bro science and, you know, add ice to the bucket and it'll make don't you, more public, you know, all this crazy shit, man. Keep the plant happy and she will produce what you want her to produce. Now, because I'm cocoa growing still, I do have certain... Um, uh, additives that I use toward the end and the growth like I'll switch from PK into an overdrive which has other you know hormones and whatnot in it to kind of fatten those buds up a little bit mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and give them a little more flavor I've also been experimenting with some teas through flower to try because it's more of a salt grower I'm trying to get some organic compounds mm -hmm. back into the buds for better flavor that seems to be helping yeah they, uh, they well apparently as, like bacteria towards the end yeah and that's the other thing I'm doing is, is also adding uh, through flower and in all the way in through late flower is using soil drenches of both lactobacillus and uh, JMS uh, which is a Korean natural farming technique but simply to add microbes into the equation there Mm -hmm. um, this is all something that was uh, brought up by Chris Trump, and I have to say so far it's working. Uh, it seems to be working. Um, this question about uh, pulling leaves to aid senescence, um, I'd say no, I don't do that. The only time I pull leaves in flower is if I'm trying to increase airflow. If, if the, you know, it's too thick in there and I'm worried about air coming through and bud, bud rot, I will do a little bit of defoliation but mostly i feel like the plant needs those leaves it's going to actually toward the end of flower it's going to eat those leaves and put all that energy right into those buds and when they're ready to come off the leaves will fall by themselves mm -hmm. you'll just pick them up out of the pot at the end so i mean i'll give you that but no i really does i'm for me experimenting with a few different additives the microbes and organics at the end but other than that no temperature changes. 
I think I stopped watering probably two days before I pull it in cocoa, which is, you know, basically skipping a day of watering. So no big deal there. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, Mac, is there anything else I'm missing? I don't know, really. I mean, I like I used to uh, when I was in cocoa, I'd add batshit because batshit is apparently really good for flavor. So but that's just apparently I have no proof whether it works or not. You know, no, but, I've uh, never tasted batshit myself, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, it's, it's stuck with the whole with the whole Corona thing, you know. A spoonful of bat shit helps the medicine okay. go down, but you know it's, <laughs> it's kind of banned now. Well, let's ask the, the high ladies. What do they have any tips for mm -hmm. uh, late flower flavors or, or or tips or ripening or anything? Well, we've been really relying on our local home growing shop, our local grow shop, because they do a beautiful compost tea, and I'm trying cool. myself to move away from chemicals. I don't know what they are. Mm -hmm. And the guys at Overgrown Hydroponics make it beautiful tea. And yeah. I am seeing real benefits to my plants. Likewise. Mm -hmm. And again, and, but and knowing people in your community who are doing it right. That's right. And these guys will make, uh, like, they're making teas right now specifically for the flowering stage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you got to pick it up, get it, and get it on your plants. It only is going to last, uh, you know, a 12 day. hours or something. And it's, you know, very... Um, organic and very natural and again like if i'm putting something in my plants i want to know that it's good stuff and these guys are like real ocd really into their teas yes i trust yeah. them and so mm -hmm. it takes up the worry for me of am i going to burn my plants is this you know what the hell is this and then am i going to flush enough you don't have to be so worried about flushing mm -hmm. compost teas are always a good thing to have man you know, just especially if you can buy it locally, if it's made locally as well, because it have the local microbes in and shit like that. Yeah, you know, exactly. plants love that shit, man. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, just pretty much stone wolf. Just try it and keep the plants happy, and then you know, say if you have four plants, experiment on one of them and see if that plant's different to everything else. Oh you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. My, I mean, my advice is what I what I basically did is I taught myself how to grow. And then after I figure it out, okay, now I can get a yield. Let's experiment a little bit at a time with flavor and then mm -hmm. tweak. But the most important thing for flavor and uh, in the smell of your weed is drying and curing it properly. That would do time. the biggest thing. For you. You, you can seriously fuck shit up if you dry it within three days. You know, or yeah. if you dry it for five days and it feels like it's ready for cure, so you put it in a container, seal it up, and then visit again tomorrow and it's dripping wet again it's like you know, they're getting it wet the second time round will damage the terpenes and the smell and flavor mm -hmm. will be off because of that so and you hear yeah. about people like oh microwave it or put it in the oven for oh your... oh my no, goodness no no don't do any of that like you've waited for your entire mm -hmm. grow process mm -hmm. it's right. taken months never you can wait another week or two right, That's right. just wait man just wait it'll be worth it Mm -hmm. I do understand, though, on the first mm -hmm. grow, it was really, really hard to wait that first week even in the jar. It's like, oh, you really had to try that stuff because you've been waiting so long. And I know I cheated. Yeah. I guarantee you more than yeah. half my harvest was gone before it was properly cured. <laughs> yeah. And because it, it goes like that. Yeah, I've done it before. You know, most experienced of growers have done it before. This is why we mm -hmm. tell you not to do it. So you'll get all these buds and there'll be shitloads of people like, no way. This is like an ounce of weed. I'll dry this and you'll dry it in the oven or a toaster, the microwave, whatever, and it will shrink to smaller than anything you even fucking comprehending right now. It will be like 
two grams of weed and it'll be shit yeah it'll taste green Mm -hmm. yep it's not worth it yeah, there's and, a and, reason we dry and, and cure properly. And flush, flush, mm. flush, flush, flush. If you're using chemicals, you need to flush. I got an ounce of cannabis recently, smoked one joint, and I'm like, my tongue should not tingle. <laughs> this instinctually, the tingling tongue is not, mm. is not the look I'm going for. Well, flushing, <laughs> flushing is a controversial one because some people think that you don't have to, especially if you haven't been overfeeding. But you know that's for a different topic altogether. That one. But if you're using, yeah. if you're but using if you're chemical using any, fertilizers, yeah, any kind of fertilizer. I, I'm, you know what? Honestly, for a week, just give it water. Yeah, it's that's not what I do. Mm-hmm. That's me. Like, why yeah. would you even risk it? Yeah, for yeah. tingling yeah. tongue. Last like, oh. week they get well water straight out the well. <laughs> done. Over. Say, well, anyway, we have a second question here from uh, from Shonov. My second question is a little bit more personal, but a bit of fun. If you could only have two strains oh, from geez. Ali Bongo, one daytime and one nighttime smoke, what would they be and why would you choose them? The question comes as an inspiration from all of Mackie talking about lemon tree and Bubble Hawk's wedding cake. You guys make me drool every 420. Okay. God, so I have no, that's a hard one, man. Two because... strains, bro. And he just says at the end here as well, thanks for the epic show every week, legends. Don't stop the great content. Uh, good laughs and supportive community. Thank you, Sean. Much appreciated. I'm glad you like the show, bro. Mm. But uh, yeah, what would you have, Monkey? What's your top two? Top two. Mine. Oh, you should go start with me. Let's start with the high ladies. Yeah. Well, you. Yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, for my daytime, I'm going for my lemon haze. Mm, I'm lovely. Gonna, for my daytime, I'm probably looking either an alien dog or. That blue or cheese blue... is fucking good. Yeah, that blue, blue cheese, cheese is good, good. in it. Blue heron. Mm. Blue heron is another. Uh... Blue heron. Yeah. I don't know. Blue cheese and Jack Herra for me, maybe, but then I'd be gutted because mm-hmm. I left my lemon tree behind. No, That's just a problem, is it? You got to qualify your answer is that this is this answer today. If you ask mm-hmm. me again next mm-hmm. week, it's going to be different. Even, even yeah. later on today, bro, it might change, you know. It could. <laughs> I mean, I would go daytime for Jack Herrera and mm. probably nighttime because I've talked about it a lot. Probably pineapple chunk because it's a jack of all trades for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm growing a straw Nana right now that I'm really rather excited for. A friend of mine grew it last season and it was scrum diddly umptress i think i'm going to sleep i'm an edible person i'm not usually an edible person because they put me to sleep so if i do like a high thc edible i'm done so if i know mm. i'm not gonna be asleep that's my sleeping mm. yeah see i smoke a sativa to sleep which is weird no it's I fine know. i mean that's uh, i have a friend who smokes indica and feels energized so yeah i get that exactly right like everybody reacts to each other yeah, yeah, exactly okay. right yeah, so. we always talk about Lego weed, which is kind of an answer to this question too, mm-hmm. is we have our own personal different cannabises that make us be able to enjoy long periods of playing with our children. Yeah, like mm-hmm. setting up domino tracks. Yes. Yeah, need Lego exactly. weed for that. Yeah, like strawberry cough would to me would be a good social weed because it makes me talkative and, and want to go out and just be around people. So, you know, that would be good use for that one. But it's hard to choose their stone wolf, man, just between two strains. Pick what you think yeah. is best. Jack Herra is always a good one. It's definitely something you should, if you haven't grown Jack Herra yet, then give that a shot because it's it's the good shit, man. Mm-hmm. 
100%. You'd be surprised. That's a sativa dominant, isn't it, Jack Hera? And you don't feel like it. It's, it's very, supposed uh, to be balanced, but you know, it all depends, you know. But it's one of those that if, if I feel like I want to be energized, I can, my mind can move it that way. Either way, if I want to chill, I'm good. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. we have one from Aussie Jim. Um, uh, yeah, I'll read it out. Uh, hey, Mackie, I'm not sure if you're interested in any show ideas, and please know it's just a suggestion. But I don't think I heard Hein Homegrown do a show on different ways to consume their own homegrown. I think we did that, didn't we? It's like after we finished going through the whole growth thing, it's like what to do with your weed. I think we have done an episode on that. But he says, for example, I have bought a cheap dry herb vapes and never like them. It's a big problem there, Aussie Jim. So you buy the cheap ones and it don't work, man. When you get the mighty, different story to everything else. But he mm-hmm. said, oh, let me finish the question. I'm fucking just going off on tangents mid question. Uh, had I known about the difference between cheap and the mighty, I would have owned a mighty sooner. Also, bongs. I have two uh, cheap glass bongs that aren't nice to use. And until my third, much more expensive, hand glass blown bong, I thought that bongs weren't meant to be like that. Uh, also, seen video of Frenchie using a special made glass hash pipe with holes around the rim on the bowl. Uh, could be a lot to talk about there. Cheers. We're always open to um, suggestions for Grow Guides, man. If you have any suggestions or you want to hear us discuss a particular topic, then let us know over on PursueGrown.com and we can add that to the list of episodes that we'll potentially cover in the future. We're always looking for ideas. So if you have any, let us know, man. Uh, you know, because he said there are, uh, well, I don't think, if, I'm, I don't know, I'm not sure if you're interested. And it's like, yeah, we're interested, man. This We make this show for the listeners. So if you guys, the listeners of the show, have something that you'd want us to discuss, let us know and we will do it. And that's, that's how we roll. We make this shit for you. So let us know what you want and we'll make it. Uh, and as for the vapes, yeah, in my opinion, I've tried cheap vapes before and they were shit, didn't like vapes. But then when I got the Mighty, which is a heavy investment, but you can buy it from Alibongo, got Alibongo, use the 15% discount code, which is Percy's 15, all in capital letters. And you'll get like 45 quid off when you buy the Mighty. So it's a hefty saving as well. Highly recommended. You, you hear how much me, Monkey, Bubba Huck also has a Mighty. Do you have a Mighty High Ladies? No. No, right. But I find it very interesting. <laughs> right? We're taking notes. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the shit, man. It's, all of our vapes are shit. And you will not taste weed any other way than what you'll taste it in the Mighty. It's completely different. There's no burn to it. It's just all fucking flavor. Just delicious terpenes. And, mm-mm-mm. Get one. Get one. Like we're bacon. not. We are not paid by Stores and Bickle. Yes, we're not. It's just they make good products, so we tell you about it. Yep, yep, yep. And like as far as vaping, like I have had a hard time. I keep trying to do vape carts, and I find it's a flat high. A cart yeah, isn't well, the same though. Is, I don't think it is. It's not yeah, the same, it's is it? Just it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Doing dry vape. Yeah. There's there's no flavor. There's no terpenes. Mm-hmm. There's Nothing. It's just straight THC. I think March has a mighty, right? Does March have a mighty? Um, she has a pack. Yeah, she got and something else. Uh, Dynavape, I think she has. Yeah. Yeah, I tried the packs uh, dry vape, and I do like it. I've tried the Dynavape. It's not my favorite, mm-hmm. but the um, dry herb is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, the mighty's the shit. I love my mighty. Yeah, the mighty's not, not the most attractively designed thing. It's kind of, you know, odd looking, but it works. Mm-hmm. I have seen them. 
not very discreet. No, 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 not at all. Well, I mean, they make the plenty, which is uh, the crafty and the plenty, which are going to be smaller versions of down there. But the battery life is only half of what the mighty's going to be. And mm. I can drain. I mean, if you're if you're a real weed smoker, you can drain a battery on a mighty pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to anything like that, I know it sounds fucking stupid, but the, the more you pay, the but you know you pay for what you, you get. You get, you get what, what you pay, pay for. for. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Thank you, monkey. You know, it's like you pay the price. I know sometimes things can be extra expensive for no good reason, but if they weren't good enough, then people wouldn't buy them for those prices and the price were four. So if you want the good shit, spoil yourself, man. Don't buy yourself a bong for a hundred quid. And, you know, it's like a hundred quid on a fucking bong. It's like, yes. And then you have a high quality bong, man. Well, see, with all the money I save on homegrown, I can afford to do mm-hmm, those things. Mm-hmm. Ed Rosenthal yeah. said, remember on that interview, Ed Rosenthal said, you got to stop thinking things in terms of money. It's like, how much weed does it cost? It's like a hundred pound bong. It costs you half, half an ounce of weed. <laughs> Ooh, that's a perspective. Oh, yeah, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a perspective shift. Yeah, man. Good old Ed Rosenthal. He's full of knowledge, that guy. We should get him back on the show. It's been a while, isn't it? It's been mm-hmm. a while. I think I'm going to have to do uh, what Amanda did. I'm going to have to follow her lead and, fucking, and grab a Happel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, one of those Happels, yeah. That yeah, I mean, cool. hash time's coming up. You know, it's getting uh, cold weather's coming. That's when I usually run my hash. I'm going to have to think about that one. We have another one here from B. Mooney, which we picked up earlier in the show. Uh, how long before Trump do you do your last watering? Monkey, what are you saying? You say a couple of uh, days? I usually do like 24 hours without water and, and cocoa is enough for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, uh, like we mentioned earlier, you know, last week is water, just water for me and mm-hmm. cocoa. And then 24 hours before a chop is completely no water the last day. And then down she comes the next morning before the lights come on. Now, what about high ladies? What do you think? Do you water your plants before you harvest them? Uh, well, I've been only growing out doors right it's our my indoor space the recording studio mm-hmm. and at home i usually go two days when i harvest up north it's usually a gorilla thing where i have to get up there and get her done yeah so i try and you know keep an eye on the weather and according go accordingly but i'm sort of at the mercy of nature up there but i'd say two days yeah you usually wait for a rainfall and then go up two days later yeah like mm-hmm. a good happy rainfall i'll plan to go up two days later that I'm also always chasing the frost because we are quite north here. So I'm trying right. to beat the frost, but not harvest too early. So it's sort of a, a tango, mm-hmm. but at home where I have a little bit more control, I'd say I don't do any fertilizer or anything for the last week at least. Mm-hmm. And two days, yeah. Yeah, so a couple of days is fine. You know, just don't, it, when you water the plant, it's gonna pull water from the soil and pull it into the plant so it's going to be a little bit more wet but i don't think it's going to make a huge difference so you know yeah. if if you watered it earlier on and now you have time to harvest it and you want to get it done then do it man but i wouldn't i'm yeah. a fussy grower i'm really and i, I sometimes think mm-hmm. that's my downfall is like i have friends who are really on it all the time where mm-hmm. i'm like dude i gave them love like i can't be there all the time I will try and reach them and listen to them and they will tell me when this has to happen and mm-hmm. I'll be, but I, I just can't get too OCD about it. But it's like, like I said earlier, you know, keep the plant happy. Don't like leave it five days and have it dehydrate. So it's unhappy because that will produce lower quality weed. Keep the plant happy mm-hmm. until you chop it down. So just whatever the plant asks for. Give it mm-hmm. the I like what, it, it I like what Annie said though about not being OCD about the thing. You know, I used to mm-hmm. be OCD when I when I first started growing, worried about every last thing. 
yeah. and these days I'm, I'm more like oh did i water it ah it's fine mm-hmm. yeah i'll do it tomorrow they're, they're tough mm-hmm. and sometimes you want them to be tough like sometimes you know a little bit of a uh, tough love is good for all of us mm-hmm. yeah and, I'm, and don't <laughs> get me wrong i mean i pamper my girls but i just don't freak out anymore yeah they're strong they're strong those girls yeah so we have just a couple more, but uh, both from Noxie here. Uh, Noxie asks, uh, question, how do you deal with yellowing an early flower? Also, how to foliar feed? Do I need to pH the water? How much Epsom salts should I mix in? And that, that's a great way to stop yellowing in early flower. Be, uh, and the science to it apparently is calcium and magnesium need each other because the magnesium helps the calcium move around the plant to where it's needed but the plant will use up more calcium than it does magnesium or, you know, they use it more. Well, it's going to use up one or the other more. Yeah. Magnesium is soluble. So it washes out of your meat faster. Yeah. So, and then when you foliar feed with the Epsom salt, which is 100% magnesium, there's magnesium sulfate in it. It, Uh, Yes, it is. Yeah. So when you spray that, it delivers the magnesium directly to the plant and then the magnesium can help all the calcium get around the plant. And then it's all happy. You don't suffer with these issues. And it, to prevent that happening in early flower, when it's late veg, like five, six weeks into veg, then you should give it a good spray of Epsom salts to deliver more magnesium to the plant. And then you shouldn't see the yellowing in early flower. If you do see the yellowing in early flower after that, it's because you haven't added enough PK and it needs some more PK to move into that process of the growth. Yeah, my reminder is when I flip, I do the, sp- the spray with Epsom salt or the last I'll do it is like a week after I flip mm-hmm. before the buds form. Yeah. But, you know, that's my, re- my reminder. Okay, I'm flipping today. I need to go ahead and spray. Yeah, just preventative. Yeah, yeah. it is. Get the, get the magnesium in the plant, get, get the plant boosted, you know. That's right. N- nice Epsom salt spray, but extra on the PK and you shouldn't see much yellowing after that, mate. Is that what you, you ladies do you, when you're growing outdoors or do you just leave it to do what, what happens I just leave it to be, but I've been hearing more about this Epsom salt and I have to look into it because, you know, it can't hurt. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm just, you know, I keep an eye out, make sure that nothing is, you know, no bud rot, no mold. And beyond that, I'm just yeah. doing my, my uh, compost tea. But I, I'm going to have to look at what is the, uh, the dilution rate of that? It, yeah, that's the question what I was asked. There. I use a, a third of a teaspoon in a liter of water. Okay. So it's only a small, okay. small bit. It's not very much. So go with that. And, you know, uh, it doesn't need to be pH either, as long as the water's around neutral. And if you've yeah. got like really acidic water, then yeah, pH it as well. It won't do much harm. And spray the plant healthily as well, top of the leaves and underneath as well. Not just, you know, don't just lightly spray them, fucking rinse them, man. So they're dripping. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to try that. But uh, don't, don't have the lights on too. Yeah. <laughs> well, if she's outdoors, no big deal. Yeah. If you're outdoors, you'll be fine. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. spray them. They'll love it. It's good shit. And then uh, one more question from Noxie. He says, any way to boost growth in early veg? Keep plants happy, bro. Make sure they've got big enough pots. The answer is, yeah, you can. I mean, you just got to, you know, find out what they need. Like Mackie says, I mean, yeah, you can do some foliar feeds and early veg that will help. Um, early veg, your plants are trying to develop a root system. And, and until they get that root system all solid, they're really not going to put a lot of energy into growing. Mm-hmm. So you can foliar feed and that will supplement a little bit of nutri- nutrition to help get, get a little bit more leaf while the roots are still forming. 
but you have to be careful when you're doing this because you're pushing a very young plant that's really not ready to grow yet. Yeah. Just try and keep the plant happy, give it the right food, give it the right yeah. amount of water it needs. And when the plant's happy, it will grow more and faster. There's nothing yeah, really I, you can do to force it. Make sure it's got everything it needs and it'll do its own thing. Yeah, I use a seaweed, uh, a seaweed tea is what helps my nice. plants uh, grow a little bit um, in early veg. But again, be careful with it. Experiment. That's what you have to do. Play around a bit. Mm -hmm. um, early, I think Riso would probably also fall into the category of helping early growth. Yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. Rhizotonic or kangaroots or anything like that that's going to boost your your root system going up. I guess um, great white, something like that. Mm -hmm. Microbes, man. Microbes. Microbes. Microbes, man. It's mm -hmm. all all of that stuff has got microbes in it. What about you, ladies? Is there anything you do to boost your growth in early veg? Uh, again, just, you know, fertilizing, but I have to, I can't say it enough. Be err on the side of less is more. Walking mm -hmm. your plants early on is very detrimental. And I have yeah. done that out of over love. Yeah. Um, and I think you briefly mentioned it earlier. Like if it says you're going to put, you know, three tablespoons to two gallons or whatever, start a little bit less. A quarter we go for a quarter that we recommend to everybody you go for a quarter it's it's a lot Start easier quarter, to fix yeah. a plant that yeah. hasn't been fed enough than it is to fix a plant that's been fed too and, much yeah and especially early on when they're so fragile you can mm -hmm. really you know do some irreversible damage because they go into shock and they 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 start working on repairing themselves and dealing with this onslaught and they're not growing so you're actually ending up doing the opposite of what you want to do let's use more yeah, less is more. Mm -hmm. So I think that's about it, right? That's all the questions we have. Oh, uh, the pros and cons pretty much sorted. The news I feel is like done. We covered a lot of ground. Sorry. I feel like we covered a lot of ground. We did. That was a long one, I think. That's a like an hour, an hour of grow guides there. <laughs> At least, yeah. Mm -hmm. So everybody hit your shit, man. That's what's kind of done. That's where you are. If you're in England, it's like an hour and two minutes. It's not even everybody in England, it's just me. <laughs>there we go everybody thank you very much for downloading and listening to the show i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope you learned some things on this week's episode which is going to be live on our youtube channel on sunday uh, just go to youtube.com slash high and homegrown and you'll be able to watch the show live we're going to answer just listener mail so grow guides next week is going to be listener mail questions if you have any questions regarding growing cannabis then head over to the live stream or you can even go to persisgrown.com. We have a thread there specifically for listener mail questions and you can ask us any question you like and we'll cover it on the show on Sunday. So it's going to be a super cool episode, lots of listener interaction and we hope you can be there to be involved with the show as well. That would be cool. But for now, again, thank you for downloading the show. Thank you for listening. It would be great if you could share this episode with uh, a friend or somebody who's interested in learning how to grow. But for now, that's it for this week. We'll catch you on Sunday for the live show and then on Monday with the cannabis news and events. So have a great weekend, everybody. Stay high and stay safe. And we'll see you on Sunday for the live show. Goodbye.